Shore Report. I'm Heather Hyde. And I'm Jay Posner. And we are sitting with Councillor Jamie Smith today, and she's got some exciting stuff to talk to us about, including uh, an event to celebrate Women's Day and um, some other initiatives that she's working on. Absolutely, yes, and I apologize in advance. I sound like this, much like many members of our community where uh, we're pushing through some viral uh, things that are going through our community and our schools. So I'm happy to be here despite this, but bear with me. I'd love to chat about the Brave Bold Breakfast that's being hosted on March 6th from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., hosted by the Soggy Shores Chamber of Commerce. Uh, this is an event that's geared towards telling inspiring stories of female leaders in the community uh, who've overcome adversity and become quote-unquote game changers uh, that we are today. So, though I don't know that's the way I would describe myself, I've been asked to be one of the three panelists on this uh, on this presentation, and I'm honored to do so. I'll be sitting with Tracy Murray of the Saugeen uh, Memorial Hospital and Cheryl Getz of UN Studios. Uh, so both of those women, uh, I don't know their stories well, but I'm excited to hear about them. It's it's being sold as an unrehearsed, off-the-cuff, sort of, we don't have the questions in advance type of uh, panel, which is exciting for those people in the room. I also understand that there will be some opportunity for questions from the audience, so I look forward to that too. Uh, I know that there's many people in our community that are excited about um, getting more involved and understanding how council works, and I see that uh, in my social media quite regularly. I think people find what we do, frankly, a little intimidating and maybe a little standoffish, and the more we get real with them about the things and the issues that we handle on a daily and weekly basis, the more engaged that I find that they are. Particularly on Instagram, Heather, you and I have had this conversation. Um, the engagement I get when I post about you know routine things like our agenda is is phenomenal. People really want to understand, but I think they find uh, the counselor through you, Mr. Mayor, counselor, ma'am, counselor, sir, thing a little bit intimidating. Oh, so. well, I think it, that's universal. I even For sure. staff. I don't. I think it's sort of if you cut through that and then having. Uh, counselors like you uh, provide a new perspective and a better approach, I frankly, than what, say, the 20th century, when it was sort of, you know, 19th century, I guess, when it was sort of established. So Absolutely. And I, I recognize the, the honor that's in the role and the, uh, the respect that comes with that, particularly when we're in council chambers. But I think, you know, to be able to understand that f through and through all politicians, for that matter, are simply people at the end of the day and uh, you know I firmly believe that we can come to great resolutions most of the time just by having conversations with people and, and getting to the root of what what they want what we want and coming to some negotiations so but that sounds like a you know as a part of the uh, uh, brave bold breakfast that sounds like an excellent sort of you know just to raise awareness that that is a you know an approach that can be taken and it has, doesn't have to be uh, standoffish doesn't have to oh, be. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, okay. Well, uh, International Women's Day on this. Well, at least the events on the sixth. The days on the eighth. It's actually a whole month of of of, of recognition and uh, I mean, I guess I'm I'm the male in the room, but uh, you maybe can you like uh, tell us what else maybe is happening throughout Sogging Shores, or is this sort of our kickoff event, or? Yeah, I mean, the events, there's numerous events uh, throughout Gray and Bruce County. I know there's a, an event happening um, put on, and we're going to have to put this in the show notes because I'm sure. not sure who it is, but there's yeah. uh, an individual by the name of Jamie McMillan, I believe her name is. She's coming from 
uh, kick-ass careers, uh, and she's coming to speak to the community about women in trades. And I followed her a little bit, both on social media and LinkedIn, and she has a tremendous following of people. She goes to schools and talks to, to girls quite young about what their future could like look like in non-traditional roles. And I think that's phenomenal given you know the economy in our area so focused on nuclear. Uh, we have the Skilled Trade Secretariat, and I believe there was just a, a podcast on that. Uh, so if you haven't, check back a couple episodes <laughs> yeah, yeah. and listen to that one, but understand what a, what a huge role women could play uh, in that skill gap that we're lacking in, in the trades world. Uh, there's a couple of other events in Owen Sound, and I think if you simply search on either Facebook or um, we'll make sure that the, the Chamber website, which has an event section, has some links to those as well. But I think the, the reality is whether you participate in these events, which are notably fundraisers for various uh, charitable organizations, or whether you simply acknowledge what it is that, that um, we're attempting to both celebrate and acknowledge in the future, International Women's Day is meant to be a reflection of the achievements that women have made, of which there are many in, in our goal to achieve uh, equal parity but they're also meant to look at the obstacles that still exist. So I think it's important to recognize, and I'm gonna give another plug to a podcast, which if you're listening to this, it's very likely that you listen to other podcasts. So I'm gonna recommend the No Second Chances podcast, which was put on by uh, Canada 2020. And uh, so what you'll, the staggering statistic that's, even if you only listen to the first five minutes of it, it talks about uh, throughout history, there have only been 12 women who have served as first ministers in this province or prime ministers. So to put that another way, there have been more than three times as many first ministers named John than there have been women. So if you think back to the fact that we have had three times as many men named John than we have women as leaders in this organization or this organization we call Canada, uh, there's still so, so much room to grow. And at this point, we have zero women as leaders in, in our provinces. I mean, uh, it's not a criticism of our of our own community, but um, our population is 50-50, basically. 52% and, women. And there are, <laughs> yes, and there are not 50% councillors, uh, even in Sogging Shores. <laughs> and yet we're above average. So yeah. our council oh currently okay. is, is very progressive. We have 33% yeah. female representation, which is... Fantastic, and I still consider, based on the rural statistics and even the urban councillor statistics, our council to be very progressive. Um, the average Ontario council is 75% male, 25% female, uh, and the median age of councillors is 60. And wow. yet, the median age of the Ontario population is 40. So we and can, so that's part of also part of Women's Day is about equality across yes, all spectrum, yes. gender, uh, age, uh, I would imagine, sexuality, and all sorts of... Uh, Absolutely. And, you know, feminism has, a, will say, a very bad rap right now. It's, it's considered a negative word in some cases. It's, um, it's perceived as taking something away from men. And what I like to think of it is, um, you know, it's, it's truly about equality, which means so many great things for our male population as well. Um, all of us in the room have kids. And I think that what feminism and what equality brings to the table that we don't often give credit to from the male side is that it perpetuates and promotes fathers being more involved with their children uh, by sharing that equity of the home life and the child raising and, and promoting both parents to be involved in the workforce 
Um, you know, I'm so proud to say that I attended swimming lessons with my uh, my five-year-old this week, and the parent and taught swimming lesson was almost immediately after, and so they were all getting ready, and there were more dads in the pool than there were moms. And the fact that that struck me as ironic was, I think, enlightening a little bit, but it's also so great to see that our community is really embracing this, um, and not just our community, I mean globally, dads are given the opportunity to be dads in a way that they weren't traditionally. So I think that all of that to say, you know, there are so many good things in this for men as there are for women. And I think that's such an important message and I can see that the message has been evolving and changing over the years because so often it was seen as just a women's issue and now I think it's seen as an issue for everyone because it is beneficial for everyone. This isn't just about one segment of the population benefiting, it's about all of us moving forward together. And I think that's a really powerful message. And it means that everyone can participate, too. Absolutely. If you haven't seen Emma Watson's UN uh, Women's Council speech, she speaks about the He for She movement, which is several years old now, but the content is still very relevant. And it's about men really taking the lead on this initiative. And I know that's something that, you know, uh, I find it shocking. And I'll, I'll tell a little story of um, within the last year, I was at an establishment and uh, there were women who were working there and they were speaking about uh, candidates for an upcoming position. And and it still bothers me to this day that I didn't say anything, but the woman said, you know, that we interviewed this really great woman, but we can't hire her because she has four kids. And what's really sad to me is that that was a, an establishment that was mostly made up of women. Um, the woman who had four kids will likely never know that that's the reason she wasn't chosen. So. Uh, and she'll likely think to herself that she did something in the interview to, to not be successful. But more importantly, I think we as women are our own worst critics often. Um, and I think that men are perpetuating and helping us through this, um, getting us over this hurdle of equality, but we need to help ourselves. So often I talk to women who say they aren't feminist because they have not been personally afflicted by uh, not being treated as an equal. And I am also a product of, you know, I was raised to believe that I could do anything. I was no different than any male counterpart in my educational institutions. And um, I, I don't believe that I've ever been discriminated against for being a woman, but that doesn't mean that I can't recognize that there are women who are routinely discriminated against. And, and frankly, they don't even know it. So there's still work to be done. There's still work to be done here, and there's still work to be done globally. And I'm so proud of uh, the events that are taking place in our community that celebrate the successes and the challenges that we have to come. That's great, and uh, I think there's, it's wonderful that we have a month to recognize that, but let's keep this going all year round. And, and you also had mentioned that there's a great article too about specifically you had alluded to earlier about women in politics. And, and things like that, so we can put that link up as well. Absolutely, yeah, it refers to sort of the counselor profile, so it talks about the limitations that we see of getting younger people to be engaged in the political, uh, particularly the municipal government, uh, as well as women or a diversity of ethnicities in the political system as well. Now, I don't know whether we're, we're intending to wrap up here, but I do want to make mention, uh, I'd asked Linda White for some historical uh, reference to some of the former women who have come before us in, in councils that were much less diverse than the one we see today. Uh, and I just want to uh, thank those individuals. So I did go through uh, some of the records of our previous councillors, and suffice to say, it's really difficult to, to find women's names. So 
I did find a few, and I would like to make mention of Christine Coulter Whitaker, Diane Huber, Jeanette Steves, Bev McLennan, uh, Vicki Tamori. Those are some of the individuals that I've certainly looked up to in my tenure as a counselor here, as, as women who've sort of broke that glass ceiling and made it possible for women like myself and Counselor Grace and Counselor Schreider to, to be part of this process. So I'm really proud of where we've, where we've gotten to. That's great, and more great things to come, I'm sure. So we'll put, like, there's lots of information that we've talked about in this podcast. We'll put all the links up um, on this episode so you can check them all out on your own as well. And we do want Councillor Smith to come back, uh, not just uh, talking about w- Women's Day, but any of the other work that she's uh, she's active in with Council. And, uh, well, and I guess... we'll see you at the breakfast on the 6th. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.